Okay, well, anyways, it's recording, right? Yeah, we're recording. We're live! Welcome back to Just Another Girl in Her 20s, and that's me, Abby Morrow. I'm literally just some girl in her 20s. Not even in... I don't... Okay, okay. Wait, let me move the mic closer to my face. I wonder if... Hmm. I wonder if you can hear that sound. I wonder if it sounds funky. Um, am I in my 20s since I'm 21? I guess I'm, like, somewhere in the 20s, but it feels like the early 20s doesn't count. I don't know. Maybe that's just me and, like, my fear of aging. I feel like I'm still a teenager, like, mentally, so it's difficult for me to accept that I'm in my 20s, but I feel like you're not really in your 20s until you're, like, maybe 25. And then when I'm 25, I'm going to be, like, 27. And then when I'm 27, I'm going to be, like, 29 because I know myself, and that's my truth, and I'm living in it. I am literally so exhausted yesterday yes see that's how tired I am I'm so exhausted today this weekend has been I'm I think sorority women are actually braver than the armed forces um and I mean that this weekend was literally like I felt like I went to military camp I do I know I could survive like an army boot camp because I have done sorority recruitment it was virtual this year so the first like day of it was online and the second two days were in person which was nice to like, get to see everyone again, but there were so many little bodies moving around um, on campus and there were 400 girls rushing. So Pepperdine, the school that I go to, for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure all of you know, it's a very small school and Greek life is not huge. So there's only seven sorority chapters. So 400 people into seven groups, that is a lot of people. That is very many people. And a lot of people got... Um, either dropped or they got dropped, which is very, very unfortunate. And so it was like an emotional for weekend for everyone all around, just because there were so many, so many lovely young women that I met that I would love to be friends with and continue on being friends with. But yeah, it's always an interesting thing. I just always kind of step out of myself and I'm like, we care this much. We care this much about some little Greek letters, like, on a sweatshirt. Is that is that what we're, like, yelling at each other and screaming and crying and pulling our hair out for? It makes sense in the moment. Like, when you're in that world, that's all you think about, and you're like, this is actually the most important thing in the world. But I went off campus one of the days just to get, like, lunch or something, and I was like, literally nobody gives a shit. Like, these people at Chipotle have no idea it's sorority rush right now, nor do they care. It's just interesting to think about, like, how wrapped up we get in our own little worlds. But that's not a unique point, definitely, made by me. I'm actually the first person to think about that, how things in your world seem more important when objectively they just aren't. But anyways, I'm glad that's done. We had the last night of it last night when we got all the new members. And um, it was so fun, and they're so cute and nice and awesome and beautiful and perfect. But I was up till, like, 2 in the morning, and I had to wake up for an 8 a.m. today. Let me tell you, man, I'm just not having it. I I had one Red Bull. I called it good, walked out the door, and I'm literally falling asleep. So after this, I'm going to go take a nap because I really need one. But, you know, I really wanted some this time to myself in the radio station today. I just felt like I, I've been really wrapped up in my own head, and it's kind of good to sort of get my thoughts out. I'm actually kind of, this episode is going to be kind of just me doing my homework but actually it's something I think is really interesting and I'd like to talk about anyways so let me take a sip of my water should I do that like a little ASMR like can you hear that at all I don't know um but essentially I have been taking this class called positive psychology for my major but also just kind of for me being silly and fun I don't know how to explain it best it's positive psychology also I just tapped the mic 
Oh, I remember where I left off. I was uh, drinking my water. Okay, but I have been taking this class called Positive Psychology, which positive psychology basically just the study of what makes life go right. The first day of class, we kind of talked about like how the field developed, which I thought was interesting. I feel like the field of psychology, it has really grown out of sort of differences in human behavior and what makes life go wrong. Like as far as like, you know, mental illness, which I think is unfortunate because I think there's a lot for just the common person, obviously. Okay. Okay. Obviously, we have a mental health crisis in this country and have historically treated mentally ill people absolutely terribly and need to come up with better treatments and therapies for those. But I do think for just the common person, I'm of the belief that everyone should go to therapy, even if you don't have a diagnosable mental illness, even if you're doing fine, you're the, just the happiest little person alive. What's that like? I'd love to know. But I do think everyone should go to therapy because I think everybody has troubles that a therapist could really help with. But for just the common person, and also for people with certain mental illnesses, I'm, I'll get into it, but it doesn't work for everybody. But positive psychology, things like mindfulness, gratitude, meditation can be really, really, really helpful. Like I was saying, I think those things can be helpful in treating depression, anxiety. I do think it's a little annoying how they get like marketed as like, this is the end all be all. When really, I don't know, when I'm super anxious, the last thing I want to do is meditate. And when I'm super depressed, the last thing I want to do is think about what I'm grateful for. It does help when I do it, but it's hard to kind of just say, well, like, just do this. It'll be easy when it's really not easy. And a lot of the times it's like neurotypical people saying that. But I digress. So we've been talking a lot about these different sort of just attributes that kind of make what makes our lives go right. That's basically the summary of the class. And we've been talking about our character strengths and things that have developed us into who we are and like positive strengths we think we've developed because of those. So essentially, um, we for one of our classes, we actually haven't gotten to it yet. I need to write my reflection on it tonight or tomorrow. But we are talking about our character strengths. And it's this inventory called the VIA Survey of Character Strengths from the University of Pennsylvania, which is like an Ivy League. So you know it must be good. And it talks about five, five strengths that we could possibly get. I think we were given a list of 24 yeah, but it gives us five top strengths, um, and it just kind of ranks them, like, based on what we adhere to most. So I took the quiz. It took me forever. It was, like, 200 questions, and one thing about me, I go back and, like, reevaluate all my answers. Like, one of the questions will be, like, do you think you're a forgiving person? And I'll think about, like, times I've forgiven my little brother or, like, one of my friends. And I'm like, yeah, I'm literally so forgiving. Like, I am actually the next Mother Teresa. I have such a kind and giving and generous heart. And then I think about like an ex of mine or something or like something that still I haven't gotten over and I go back and change all my answers and then I go back and forth and back and forth and do it again. Anyways, after much deliberation, these are the top five that I came up with and kind of just what I want to do is like talk a little bit about them, talk about how they apply to my life and how they've helped me or how I maybe disagree with the quiz. I kind of forgot what my last three were. I do remember the top two though. So my top strength was gratitude. And the description of this is you are aware of the good things that happen to you and you never take them for granted. Your friends and family members know that you're a grateful person because you always take the time to express your thanks. This one... It did resonate with me. I can't lie. I don't know if I'm always the best at showing, expressing my thanks. Yeah, like the last sentence says, um, I would consider myself an extremely grateful person. I look at my life as what it is now. And I know that 
I haven't just gotten there alone. It's been the support of my parents and my family and my friends and, I don't know, healthcare professionals and nice dogs I've petted. You know what I mean? Everything that I have, I have from the universe, basically, and the cards I've been dealt. And I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful for that. And I think a big reason that this is such an important value to me is because I struggle with my mental health. And I think something that happens to me when I get super like down and depressed is I lose that gratitude like immensely. That's why I have a big problem with like positive psychology people who are like, well, just think of the positives. Think of what you're grateful for. Because when I'm truly like in that kind of depressed mindset, I can't be grateful for anything. It's like, oh, like I am so grateful for like my friends. And then I think about like, I don't know, maybe one time they <laughs> asked me to drive instead of them. And I'm like, do I, am I really like, do I really, do I have anybody? Like, what do I have in life? Literally nothing. Which is really unfortunate because considering the position I come from, I live an extremely privileged life. Just the school I go to, like the family I have, I am extremely grateful for all those things. And I think it's easy to be grateful <laughs> when you're privileged. I do. I want to acknowledge that. I do think it's also like when you have less, you appreciate more. And I think when I have had times where I really struggled with my mental health and I just couldn't see anything good about my life even though there is so much good and like there is so much beauty and prosperity that I have throughout my life just I've gotten in spaces in my life in seasons of my life I guess you could say where I couldn't see any of that I was just so blinded by like I hate everything and life is horrible and nobody loves me and literally all my friends hate me they're just not telling me they're just keeping me around because they feel bad just everything like that I think that those periods have made me even more grateful for what I do have because I know what it's like to live without that gratitude. And it sucks. It is so dark. It is so evil. I'm just really, really happy that I can bring myself out of it. It's one of those things where if I'm in a mindset like that, I never want to think about what I'm grateful for because then I know like it's going to work and then I'm not going to get to like mope around and be annoying. That's not actually how it works, but you know what I mean. Things I've been grateful for recently, I've been reflecting a lot on my friendships. I think getting back to campus this year after a year and a half of COVID quarantine, COVID is still ongoing, but after a year and a half of just like not being around people in the same way I am now, it has made me so grateful for the fact that I can just step out on a campus and see my friends and go get coffee and lunch with them. It's a really, really beautiful thing. And just the fact that my friendships even lasted through COVID. I had a lot of friendships that didn't, but coming back onto campus and seeing my friends that I literally, I mean, hadn't seen in a year and a half and it being just like it was before, that's something to be really, really grateful for. And in that way, I'm grateful for social media and everything for keeping us all interconnected because my friends that I didn't see, I think especially my two best friends, I was communicating with them every day I mean, we were like texting and FaceTiming and sending each other stupid little memes. I would feel like like empty or sad if I didn't talk to them for a whole day. But it was weird getting back in person and seeing each other. And that is something I'm so grateful for right now. I think it's, again, when you have less, you appreciate more. I think getting taken off of campus my freshman year, it I will never, ever, ever take my college experience granted for for granted again I think I really did my freshman year I just accepted that as part of my reality like yeah I guess I'll go to college like it'll be fun whatever um and my freshman year of college was definitely like that and I I also I mean I felt like I didn't have friendships the same way I do now 
But I don't even know if I was necessarily trying to form them to the same extent. I was just like, I don't know, kind of coasting. I was like, I'll get through this. It'll be fun. It'll be like a good chapter in my life and then we can close it. And I think getting taken off of campus, it made me so attuned to all the things I am so, so grateful for. Even the small things like I love getting Starbucks in the morning. I love sleeping in on the weekends and going to get my Starbucks alone and taking a little shower in my dorm and listening to music. There's like literally nothing better than that to me because campus is always so crowded on weekdays, which I love. I do love seeing my friends. I love running into people I haven't ran into in a while, but it's so sick and twisted when I'm in my pajamas trying to go to Starbucks and I'm getting stopped by everybody I goddamn know, waving and saying hi. I don't want to talk. I want to go get my Starbucks and I want to go take my shower and I want to drink my Starbucks in the shower. Is that so wrong? Am I wrong for that? Am I a villain for that? In the same way, I think going home made me really grateful for my hometown to go to a place where I know I have friends and I know I have good memories as well as bad, but I would say majority good. Yeah, I think it works both ways. I think that sending home made me more grateful for my hometown, but especially grateful for my campus. Yeah. Those little things like shower Starbucks, I don't know. I don't know. Another thing I'm really grateful for on Pepperdine's campus is, I mean, everybody says this, but the views. I think something about being by the ocean is so, it's very much so pleasing to me. I've always felt really, this is going to sound really hippy-dippy, but I've always felt really connected to water. Um, I swam a lot growing up, so I think that's like mainly the reason why. But I was on competitive swim. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. But when the Hunger Games came out and there were like the factions, right? Okay, looking back now about how the Hunger Games is like a class allegory and thinking about how everyone in my fifth grade class would be like, I'm faction 11, I'm faction 1, is like kind of... Oh wait, faction? No, that was divergent, right? Wait, which, which divergent faction oh i'm literally so stupid see i'm so tired hunger games with the district um but same concept you know what i'm saying people in my fifth grade class would be like i'm district one i'm district two i'm district three and thinking about how that was a class allegory looking back people were like i'm district 12 <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the lower class i'm the working class that's so f***ed up they were making us fight for those spots anyways i would always say i was district four because they were like the water district and i was like i'm just such a water girl like i'm just such a swimmer like you guys actually wouldn't get it but i've always felt like i never want to move too far away from the water and i always want to be connected to it in some way and so being able to literally walk out of my door and see the pacific ocean there's i mean there's nothing like that there really is and i know my parents always joke about this all the time because they're from indiana and they always go like ah the views aren't like that where i went to college and i used to just be like oh my god like shut up grandpa <laughs> but now i i yeah, the views aren't like that where they went to college and they had amazing experiences in their own right. It's just a different experience. It's not better or worse. But to think about where I am geographically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, I'm so incredibly grateful to go to this school, even when they do dumb shit, even when the people annoy me. I am incredibly, incredibly grateful. And just for small moments, I don't know. I've, I'm an RA this year and I'm an RA for a freshman house and I think that's also taught me a lot of things I could do literally do a whole episode on that and I'm like three weeks into the school year four weeks it's like maybe been oh no it's more like three weeks but anyways just being in this house full of these girls all forming their own friendships and like moving on with their lives from high school and transitioning into this new phase of life it 
makes me grateful to not be in their position, but moreover, it makes me grateful that I'm able to give them advice at where they're at because I know I would have loved to be given some advice when I was a freshman in college. I was an absolute wreck. And just to see their happy moments and feel joy for them, even though I pretty much barely know any of them and I've only known them all for three weeks, it's something really special and something I've been really, really enjoying so far this year. But gratitude, how do I practice gratitude in my daily life? I think it's mostly internal. I really want to get more into journaling. When I say journaling, I usually just mean writing things in my notes app. But I kind of just when something really strikes me or I'm really down and I need some like inspiration, I'll list things I'm grateful for. I usually delete them, which I don't know why it would be kind of nice to go back and look at them. But I think the things I'm grateful for are changing all the time. So it's kind of like a, it's a, what do you call that? Like an active list? It's a living, living list. I don't know what that means. Anyways, that's enough for gratitude for me. My second strength was the capacity to love and be loved. So the description for that is you value close relationships with others, in particular those in which sharing and caring is reciprocated. The people to whom you feel the most close also feel the most close to you. I honestly... Maybe I should retake this quiz. Hold on. I don't actually have the time in my day to do that, but I think if I was going to retake this quiz, well, now I know what the questions are directing towards because I know the outcomes, but I do think capacity to love and be loved should be up there for me. Potentially number one. It's already up there for me because it's number two, but I think that should be number one. I love loving people. And I know that sounds really stupid, like really, really, really corny, but I, I, think it goes in hand with the gratitude thing I was just talking about, about sitting back and realizing how grateful I am for the friendships that are present in my life and how special they are, those connections. I've always thought of myself as loving too hard, too fast, which I've also come to learn is like mostly attachment issues or attachment style. I don't want to say issues, but it is kind of an issue. I feel like Okay, I almost said I can see beauty in anyone. That's not true. I'm kind of a hater. But I do feel like for the people I love, I find so much joy in talking to them and spending time with them and doing things they love and hearing about their day. It genuinely brings me joy. See, all of this sounds annoying because I'm being like, I'm an empath. Like, I literally just like feel people's feelings. Like, when they're happy, I'm happy. When they're sad, I'm sad. But I really do feel this way. I feel like the joy of those around around me brings me love. And I think... I think the joy of those around me brings me joy, and I think that's love above all else. The being loved thing is a big part of that, though. The That strength and its description really resonate with me because I have a lot of trouble with feeling loved. I feel like I'm not currently in a relationship, but in my past relationships and in a lot of past and present friendships, it's really difficult for me to feel loved, which is a big problem because it's usually not to any fault of the person I'm with it's my own I don't know hang-ups emotionally or whatever and then it's also a problem because when I am truly being unloved I don't know how to recognize it because I'm like I always feel like this like this is just like I'm just doing the thing where I think everybody hates me again but it's difficult I I think I have an issue I know I have an issue with reading way too deeply into people's small actions I do sh- all the time. Sometimes I just don't want to hang out with people. Sometimes I just don't want to be around people. And that's not to any fault of them. It's just I am I'm 
I'm antisocial. I'm just kind of different and quirky in that way. But I, I would consider myself pretty introverted. And it's difficult for me to go long periods of time just constantly being around people. That being said, if anybody else says the same thing to me, I immediately assume they hate me, want me dead, never want to see me again. All of the above, perhaps. Why not all? It's a really difficult thing. I think especially like being 21, I'm like, these are the same feelings that I had when I was like 14, 15, 16 in high school, which is when I feel like those feelings are pretty normal to have, feeling like you're being left out when really someone just has another friend or like wants alone time or anything like that. It's difficult to still be wrestling with those same feelings, but luckily I've learned how to cope with them better. Usually when I start like spiraling or somebody says no to hanging out, or, you know, anything otherwise, somebody's short in a text response, I think about times I've maybe done that to them. That can be a dangerous game because some people hearing that are like, okay, I'm going to start being rude to them so that they can know what it feels like. But really, it's just thinking about like, okay, maybe once a time I've done that and I didn't mean it. Or maybe think about like, what are they going through right now? What's, what's going through their head that could have possibly be... I don't know, affecting the situation. That can also be a dangerous game because then you're trying to read people's minds, which nobody can do. Um, but just keeping in mind, there could always be something else that's, you know, making them maybe a little more blunt, maybe a little less social than usual. And that's perfectly fine. And we all have those moments. But yeah, I think another thing, I have a lot of difficulty accepting gifts. I don't really know where that comes from. I can't, I, I always, whenever I think about stuff like that, I go back to like my parents and my childhood. I'm like, well, what, what like happened that made me not like that? I think maybe it's just, I, I can't, I can't put a finger on it. If anybody has any thoughts on this, please let me know. Accepting gifts is difficult for me because I just feel like it's, it's too much. <laughs> it's just too much for little old Abby. That's become something I've been growing into a lot in recent years is the capacity to accept help, accept generosity, accept kindness. I'm usually pretty good with words of affirmation people saying kind things to me it goes over well in my head it makes me smile and I I know how to respond to it usually but it's things like money gifts I don't know any sort of like health or mental health help I don't know how to deal with that for some reason I've unpacked it in therapy and we talked about oh like I think I'm not worthy of people's time or money or attention or I think there are people with worse problems out in the world so why would anybody like feel the need to assist me getting along here I don't know it's it's some combination of factors but it's it's a difficult thing to deal with what I've learned to accept is just accept people's generosity as it comes um it is in it's infrequent I mean people are Somebody being generous and kind to you is is a gift and you should treasure it as one rather than questioning like, well, what are the motives? Like, why, why are they doing this? Why would they do this? I don't even deserve this. Just accept it. I mean, a lot of times, even if like, let's say someone's giving you a gift and they do have an ulterior motive, just take the gift. You still get a gift. You know what I mean? As long as you're on high alert for what they may be trying to, I don't know, bribe you for. I don't know. But my strength number three was judgment, critical thinking, and open-mindedness. I think when I read that, I'm like, those three things do not go in, high, in hand. I'm pretty good at judgment, but I don't know if I'm great at open-mindedness. Also something I'm working on. I feel like, and this is kind of difficult to like, is it difficult to explain? I don't know. I feel like I am a pretty open person. Like, I am open-minded. I can see both sides to an argument. 
um, and judge accordingly. But I don't think I'm good at voicing that. I'm a really timid person. Again, I don't like going against the grain. I don't like people not liking me. I want to stay on people's good sides. I have difficulty standing up to authority. And I don't think that just means like authority isn't a professor or I don't know, I don't know, law enforcement, I guess. I also mean like my friends and the people around me. If a majority opinion is going one way, I don't want to be the person to be like, well, you know, like, let's think about it from their perspective. It's like a blessing and a curse. I don't like stirring the pot, but I do feel like I'm able to see people's perspectives and put myself in their shoes. Politically, I think there's some, I, politically and socially, I think there's some issues like I can just not see the other side on and I don't think I ever will. And that's something I've accepted and come to peace with. I don't have trouble disagreeing with people, but I do think, I don't know, critical thinking, problem solving. I generally think I'm pretty good at it, but then I think it's like a level that all people have, but, and this is going to sound really rude and messed up, but then sometimes I see other people try to like problem solve simple things. And I'm like, no, I actually think I'm pretty good at problem solving. Like, it's very reaffirming for me to see people who are not good at it. I don't know really what else to say about that one. I just like strength number three. Yep, have a brain. I'm so proud of myself. Strength number four kind of surprised me as to how low it was is humor and playfulness. I am playful as hell. I am so funny and humorous and silly and goofy. But I do feel like that should be a lot higher on my list. I guess I get it. In terms of strength, I don't know if I'm the funniest person I know, but I think if the list was framed as like a list of values, I think humor and playfulness would honestly be number one. Whenever I have those activities, like uh, for like RA training, we had to do those kinds of activities where we're like picking our the things we value most in life and reading them off to people and explaining them. Humor is always, always, always in my top. Um, I really don't think you can get through life without laughing. I don't know how you would with awkward conversations and terrible traumatic events that happen. I don't know how you get through that without cracking a joke about it. Even though, even if it's not funny, sometimes that's just exactly what you need. I think going back to gratitude, I'm feeling really like grateful AF today. I think I'm grateful for friends who, friends who have the same sense of humor as me. The thing I love most about humor is seeing my friends laugh and smile It's not only a little boost to the ego, a little bit of much needed validation, but I love my friends and I would be nowhere without them. So it's basically the least I can do to bring some little smiles to their face. Strength number five for me was fairness, equity, and justice. If it were up to me, I would probably move strength three and four up the list and then strength three to number five. So judgment would be the last one because I think fairness, equity, and justice is, I would say it's a strength of mine. Um, I would even say, going back to my point about like open-mindedness and how there's some points I just cannot see the other side on, I think, I think the, the trait I was describing is justice. I do have things I think are right. I have a moral code that I would like to think I live by. Um, and I do think there are some things that I can never agree with people on just based off of how much we differ morally. Um, I can always see the other side because I think that's an element of justice is being able to fully duly reflect and evaluate opposing viewpoints. Um, but knowing that there are some things you just have to put your foot down and stand for. Absolutely. I think fairness, equity, and justice is important. All of these things are important, which is why I sound kind of stupid being like, I think that's very important. Um, but I wish that was a little higher on my list because I, I would consider that 
a strength of mine. I think I'm a pretty fair person. Um, my dad and I have actually talked about, I mean, okay. I was talking to someone recently about this, but sometimes fairness can get a little, it can get tricky. Um, especially in groups where you have a couple friends or like several children, it's very hard to kind of divide your time equally and trying to do so too intentionally will make it seem forced and unfortunate. Um, but you don't want to be prioritizing people over other people at the same time. It's a hard thing to navigate. Um, but I do think one thing I've learned and this also, oh my gosh, it's literally all coming together. This goes back to the capacity to love and be loved thing. How I feel like people don't like me if they're not spending enough time with me or spending more time with someone else. I've come to learn that people just, just take time where you can get it. Just be grateful that the people in your life are spending time with you. If it truly is like they keep dodging you or whatever, like maybe let them go. But I think especially as I get older and people get more and more busy and I get more and more busy, I realize that time with my loved ones is such a special, special thing. Even though right now I'm on a campus where I can just walk out and see everybody I've literally ever met and all of my friends, that's only going to last for, I mean, the next two years, less than two years. So that's something I need to grasp, grasp onto and really, really enjoy. I think I'm done talking about the strengths for now. If I have anything else I can think of, I'll put it in. Some things to reflect on. How do I express my gratitude? How do I practice gratitude? How do I show my gratitude to other people in life? What am I doing to make people feel loved in the ways they want to feel loved? And how are the people in my life loving me in ways that I might not always be able to see? Yeah. Another thing I kind of want to do here is just talk about what's generally going on in my life. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I already I already gave my little debrief on Greek life and how sorority rush went, and that's all fun and good. Um, but actually, something that's been going on in my life, I have been so into the song Silk Chiffon by Muna and Phoebe Bridgers. It is literally cracked to me. I'm going to listen to it on my way walking back down to my room. Um, but it is so insane. Whatever they put into that song should be absolutely lethal. It should be a controlled substance. Life's so fun. Life's so fun. I should never try to sing. I should never, ever, 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 ever try to sing that. Anyways, I'm going to go head out and get some food and definitely take a nap. I'm exhausted, literally so tired, but I hope you all enjoyed listening and have a great rest of your day. Bye.